Today's guest accomplished the incredible feat of reducing her schedule by 90%. So she only works about 10% of what she used to and makes just as much money. Basically, she went from being a full-time entrepreneur to now being a full-time mom with a business on the side. A few weeks ago, I was able to sit down with her and we were able to cover the nitty-gritty details of how she was able to create this for herself. We go into how she was able to prepare for being a mom and prepare her clients for this huge shift that would have to happen in order for her to be present with her child as much as she wanted all the boundaries that she had to set for herself in order to make that happen, all of the tools and the technologies that she had to set up in order to make this happen and make this a thing, and all of the tips and advice that she has for anyone looking to really create a schedule that they dream of inside of their own business. So hello, friend, and welcome to the Signature Podcast. I am your host, Anne-Sophie Pelletier, and without further ado, here's my conversation with my amazing guest. Hi, Sam. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm great. So I just wanted to thank you for taking the time to, uh, I mean, come here and chat with me. I really, really appreciate it. I'm so glad we could finally make it work. I know. We've had to reschedule a few times. I mean, when you've got babies in the house, you're just always sick. And yeah, I had no voice that one day. I think I tried yep. to send you a voice note to like let you know I'm not lying. I swear I can't I can't talk. So yeah. 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 No worries. I'm just glad we finally found a moment that worked for both of us. Yes, me too. I'm so excited to be here. And I feel like you and I have very similar values when it comes to business. So I think this will be a great conversation. Totally, totally. Okay, so before we get started, can you introduce yourself for those who don't know you? Yeah, for sure. So my name is Samantha St. Marie. Even though I have a French last name, I'm not French. I'm married into a French family. Um, <laughs> French Canadian, too. So there you go. Not European in any way. But uh, yeah, so I started my business about 10 years ago, very informally, though. I was just side hustling at the time, kind of like posting services on websites like Craigslist and Kijiji and things like that just to kind of see what was out there and so I had good old days kind of, I know <laughs> right and now it's all Facebook marketplace and all these things yeah. so um but yeah back in the day that's where you would kind of look for side hustle stuff and so I would make 100 bucks here 300 bucks there just doing odd jobs because I don't know. I don't know about anyone else, but they do not pay people enough in like retail and things like that. So oh, it's not that's a little a whole wage. conversation that we. Can oh, I know. <laughs> I know. So I needed to make more money somehow, and so I started doing that. And then I moved to Ottawa, went to school, I studied literature, and graduated. Got a corporate job. Got fired from that corporate job, and started my business full time that same day. And that was in, oh my goodness, was that, I think that was in the early spring of 2018. So we are going on about four and a half years full time. Nice. So I'm about to hit the five-year mark, which is really exciting. And I started kind of just doing every service that 
I could find because when you're first starting and you've lost your job, you're just kind of like feast or famine, just right? Gambling. Yeah, exactly. Which I think there is an element of that no matter how long you've been in business for. So that, that never actually ends, I don't think. But fast forward to today, um, I recently made a huge business pivot and basically completely abandoned like an old Instagram account, old messaging, old services, and started offering something else. So now I specialize in systems and automation for online course creators or coaches who have an online course component because a lot of masterminds and group coaching programs have course components. So if there's a course component, I can wiggle myself in there and make it run a little bit better or a lot better, a lot better. Yeah. So that's kind of where I am today. And yeah, it's a, uh, it's an exciting time. Yeah, no, holy wow. Like 10 years. And like, I love how you've just been able to just reinvent your business and reinvent your services just throughout, depending on what, you know, you prefer to do the state of the industry and just being able to, kind of keep the show right in, but always just find that little shift that just best suited you. Yeah, it's the beauty of selling services remotely or online. I think people get really nervous about doing that, especially yeah. if you've never known that that's possible. I think we know it more now after the pandemic and people are working remotely now. But really? before that, Every time I would tell someone what I did, they were shocked. They had never heard of it before, even though, you yeah. know, I was just creating content and, and writing for other people. But doing that as a contractor, not mm -hmm. under a company was so foreign. But that's the beauty of, you know, doing that is one day you can say, I don't like this anymore. I don't want to offer it and offer something yeah. else. You know, really. it's very easy to pivot, which is really beautiful for someone like me who gets bored very, very easily. <laughs> Same. <laughs> I think the longest I lasted in the corporate job was like nine months. Oh, yeah. I and almost lasted like, two years. And even then I was like, no wonder you guys fired me. This job sucks. Like, I hate it. Like, you know, getting fired was the best thing. Favor. Exactly. It was such a favor. And, you know, in the moment I was so hurt by it, but now looking back on it, I kind of understand because I was ramping up my business on the side and I was right. partially checked out and I, people aren't stupid. They can tell. Right. So yeah. I think there was a little something, something with that, but <laughs> they were able know. to pick up. Yeah. Oh. Like she's not, oh. she's not here. I mean, she's here, but she's not here. Well, yeah. You're right. You're right to the whole conversation about quiet quitting that we've seen all over social media oh, in the last yes. I heard it on news radio first of all who listens to news radio anymore my <laughs> husband actually produces a news radio show here in Ottawa oh, so yeah. I kind of whenever I go whenever I get into my car he switched it to his own station and I'm like all right well I guess I'll listen so I did hear about quiet quitting I'd never heard of it before and I'm like I don't know how you feel about this this is this is interesting but again whole yeah. other topic for another day yeah because um yeah Let's just, we'll just leave we'll that. Just skip over. <laughs> we'll just leave that. Oh, uh, so you just had your daughter a couple, how long ago now? A couple months ago? A year ago? No, she's going to be one soon. Time flies. Wow. We're heading into toddlerhood. Oh, help me. Like, she's got some big feelings. Yeah. Um, oh. And obviously, before your daughter, you were like in your business full time. And mm -hmm. I remember seeing you 
making a lot of moves in order to basically become a full-time mom with a business on the side. So can you yeah. like talk to us about what, A, what you did to be able to achieve that, but also how that felt and <laughs> how you yeah. saw, how change things to support your new, I guess, lifestyle, your new schedule, your new it's, uh, Yeah, for sure. It was such a hard transition for me because uh, one of my bosses from years ago, he said, and I'll, I'll remember this forever, that I'm the kind of person that would physically chew through a table to help my team, which means that like I completely disregard myself if my team needs me, which is basically nowadays it's my clients and my my client students like they're my team and you know like totally. I care so much about these people so realizing that my bandwidth would be cut probably by 90 percent was such a hard pill to swallow mm -hmm. and I had to make some really difficult decisions in my business because I'm also somebody that is I'm very money motivated, but not in a greedy way. It's more that I want to provide for my family and I want to contribute as much as I possibly can. So taking a financial step back was just not an option for me. And so I had to really figure out how I was going to make the exact same amount of money with 10% of the time. And you know, what, 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 the, what was I going to, how was I going to do that? So yeah. re realistically, I had to let a couple clients go because sure. they were very in the moment tasks. I had to be there to earn my living with them. They right. required me to be certain places at certain times of day or certain days of the week. And that just was not going to happen anymore. So my strategy was really to eliminate all of the tasks that I wasn't able to do whenever I felt like it. So nice. if I needed to sleep all day because the baby didn't sleep at night, then that was fine. The option. Yeah. Exactly. And you maybe I could do work at 8 p.m. when she went down for her first stretch of three hours or whatever. But I couldn't commit to managing somebody's inbox or checking in on somebody's Facebook community because those were certain times that I needed to show up and it just wasn't a thing. Right. So I had some very frank conversations with my clients, fired a couple very nicely. It was just like, I'm sorry, I can't help you anymore. Um, yeah. And then the other ones, what I did was we sat down and made a plan about how I could take, did I take two months off or three months off? I really have no idea. I had her in September. I think I was back second week in November. Um, so I took two months off. But So we had a conversation about how I could deliver my services without actually having to work over those two months. So I actually made a plan and presented it to them saying this is what I'm going to do for you in August yeah. to set order, all of this up yeah. for yeah. September and October and even the first little bit of November I'm going to do all of this in advance and then you're not going to hear from me for two months mm -hmm. and they were all fine with that because the tasks that I was doing in advance could actually be done in advance right sure so 
I mean, realistically, doing that for three, four, five months, it's not, it, it, it you can't, it's, it would it be way too, too much. much. Yeah. But two, two months was doable as long as you mm-hmm. had a strategy in place of creating that plan, which took some time and obviously approval on their end. And I would just send them their regular invoices on the same timeline. I was yeah. not someone who, was going to pre-charge them for those two months, I was willing to take that risk that maybe... They would stay with you. They would stick with yes, it. And just... Exactly. But, and at the same time, like it's nice for you two to see the money coming in mm-hmm. on a recurring basis. You can stick to whatever yes. budget you, you're already yes. used to having. Exactly. Exactly. Which I've always been somebody who pushes monthly retainers. I... Mm-hmm. Don't believe that hourly is the best way to run your business because you are trading time for money and you're placing value on your time versus placing value on the transformation that you're bringing to the table, which depending on what you sell could be worth thousands of dollars. And I'm not saying that you should charge thousands of dollars, but you know, some services that I offer are not worth $25 an hour or even $50 mm-hmm. an hour. Also, I don't believe that people who work very efficiently, which you can relate to as somebody who's such a fan of productivity, just because you work faster doesn't, it, you shouldn't be penalized for that. So totally. Exactly. So working on retainer as well, therefore I'm not like logging hours because mm-hmm. that doesn't make sense. So switching to tasks that could be done at any time of the day and be done in advance with combination of monthly retainer is how I really took time off. Yeah. And then just really being upfront about expectations and boundaries for when I came back, because Mm -hmm. we're very fortunate in our household that my husband runs a news radio show early, early morning. Like he's gone by 4 4 a.m to go and wow. do this show but mm-hmm. that means he's back by about 12 30 12 45 so right. I do mornings with babe and then he takes over and I work in the afternoon nice. um and then you know he needs a nap but he naps when she naps in the afternoon right so we're very fortunate that way so I've had to set that expectation with my clients that you like you might hear from me in the morning if she has a really good nap and I can pop in and chat whatever but Right. There's there's a solid chance that you're not going to hear from me until at least one o'clock in the afternoon, Eastern Standard Time. So yeah. don't expect any of that. And then, mm-hmm. you know, I also set the expectation that I don't really communicate on Thursday and Friday because our schedules are a little bit crazy um, right. on those two days. So really, it's setting those expectations and mm-hmm. setting expectations can be really scary. But if you have strong relationships with your clients, which is something that you should be working on every single day as you're working with these people, you know, taking it beyond just the work, you know, sending Mm -hmm. them a holiday gift around Christmas time or a birthday gift or a quick email to say, hey, we've been working together for a year. Happy anniversary. (laughs) These small things will make them want to help you through this new phase of your life. And I was lucky enough to have all clients who also have small children or who have mm-hmm. had small children and understand the reality understand of being that. a parent. Yeah. Exactly. So now I do, I wouldn't say prioritize, but I do find that I draw in more moms than I've right. ever have before because now I am one. And yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, 
if their kid gets sick or you know needs to be home from school i don't care if their kid is on the zoom call and is screaming the whole time we will get stuff done it's totally fine um, yeah. it's a very uh like give and take relationship mm-hmm. right mm-hmm. yeah i love what you're saying about about client boundaries too like that's something that i'm very <laughs> adamant about in my work as well yes like, you know what like most clients and most people like in general it's like you know as long as you that get the work done it's like they don't really it doesn't really matter how you go about it as long mm-hmm. as you make it clear you know what the deliver the deliverables are when you're gonna do it and so like you know it's really just about being really clear about what what's going to get done right like in your case it was making that plan ahead of time communicating it and then setting expectations for when you would come back mm-hmm. it's like as long as you tell them that a lot of people are just like cool like i'm paying you yeah. to do xyz like Exactly. So it's, it is a scary thing to do to set boundaries, especially having to do it kind of backwards when you've had poor boundaries with someone and now you have to put those in place. It can be really challenging. But one thing I always encourage people to pay attention to is the boundaries that clients practice with you, like from their end. So are they emailing you at 10 o'clock at night? Uh, And expecting your response right away. Different things like that. Yeah, because I do have a coaching client right now where she had to fire someone because, um, and fire a client actually, because she was, you know, sent uh, this wedding planner was sending her text messages all the time, voice notes all the time, expecting replies really quickly or expecting things to get done that day. And it was just unrealistic and very stressful. So if Mm -hmm. that person doesn't practice boundaries themselves or value that at all, then chances are that client's not going to really line up with you, right? So you have to pay attention to that's definitely almost like an intake form question that Mm -hmm. I would recommend people ask is what do boundaries mean to you or what kind of boundaries do you want us to have so they totally. can lay that out and you can think right okay, from the get-go yeah like I can work yeah. with that or they're like what are boundaries I'm like okay I don't know. <laughs> we might not red work flag. red flag <laughs> the red flag it has shown up so yeah yeah no and like you said like it's so much easier to make that really clear from the beginning okay we're both on the same page we can both work that way great as opposed to Mm -hmm. trying to apply it retroactively and then people are getting upset about it and it's like totally exactly totally yeah so I I was very fortunate with the kind of clients that I had but like I said I had to let a couple go because Mm -hmm. they were very high maintenance clients and I wasn't able to serve them while I was taking time off. And even when I came back, my my boundaries just would fall short of their expectations. Right. And that's not to say that if you have strict boundaries, that's not to say that you're, you're falling short in any way, but it falls mm-hmm. short for what they need, which is very yeah. different, right? Totally. No, it's like, okay, I'm just not the right person for this job anymore. And therefore, you know, maybe I can even help refer you to someone else who would be a exactly. better fit. Like it doesn't have to be hard feelings. No, no. It's just, I'm not the right fit for this anymore. So here are some people that I would recommend, even if you want to do that. If they're a total nightmare client, don't, don't, don't refer people that, you know, don't, don't, don't do that to them. You you don't want the hassle. Neither does. Nope. 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 Um, So now obviously you focus a lot on the tech specifically, 
um, for courses, which is, I mm-hmm. guess some people would call it a done for you type of service or done with you type of service. Mm-hmm. Was that pivot um, key to being able to work on your own time or was that independent from this shift from full time to, I guess, full time to part time business? <laughs> Yeah, so I would say it was actually pretty independent. Um, I've been working with course creators for years now. Uh, I think I started working with my first one in the summer of 2018, and I still work with her today. Um, And just, you know, more course creators have found me as a result. Yeah. And it's a very interesting industry because most of these people value being able to create their own schedule because they want to make money without having to show up and be on sales calls. You know what I mean? That's probably why they want a course in the first place. (laughs) Exactly. So there's a combination of people who, you know, on the one hand, they want to make money on autopilot. I don't even like saying that. I think it's such a buzzword, but that's essentially what this is, is you making money without having to show up face to face. But there's also this, you know, group of people who sell a very high ticket service, but they Mm -hmm. don't want to deter people who don't have the budget. So they want to slide in a course that's more cost effective for these people to grab the lower budget folks. So there's kind of a couple trains of thought there. But Mm -hmm. my pivot was genuinely... I, I do still offer coaching services for service providers if people want it. I'm not going right. to turn people Advertise away. But I also, it. yeah, I've spent so much time marketing that side of my business. And over the years of doing that, I've just kind of realized that that industry doesn't line up with the values that I really hold dear to myself. Mm-hmm. I I don't want to say that that industry is toxic. I don't want to put that industry down in any way, but I also want people to know that I chose to walk away because it has turned into something that it wasn't before. It's mm-hmm. it's it's taken a turn for better or worse, whatever. And I would rather spend my time somewhere else. So mm-hmm. I have this other part of my business, which is systems, automation, project management, really hands-on strategic stuff. I've always had that. It's It's been four years now, but I've yep. never marketed that part of my business. Never. I've never really had a lead magnet. My website has not reflected that service. I have not had an Instagram account. I haven't really done anything. And yet I have clients coming through the door wanting to work with me. And so I just was like, okay, well, I'm in a very fortunate situation where I have two parts of my business that are doing well. I don't really yeah. like this one. So I'm just going to focus on this one. I'm going to nice. market it and focus on that with, you know, and work with people that I think are more in line with what I'm looking for. So mm-hmm. Yeah, it was independent from me wanting to make my own hours and really go from like full time, no kids to part time with a toddler. (laughs) It was independent from that because I was already incorporating that with these people. Sure. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, the reason I'm asking is I find often there are like specific business models not to get too into the technical language of business but Mm -hmm. there's specific things that you can set up in your business that are often just a little bit easier to not sell your time or to not have to show up at specific times 
Um, and from personal experience, I find doing a done for you or done with you service is generally easier to create that freedom. Just like offering courses is a way to offer some sort of coaching, but without having to necessarily show up at a specific time. Yes. Like one on one coaching would require. Yeah, absolutely. You can have an impact on a wider scale. Mm-hmm. Um, as long as you have the right people coming into your funnel, you can't have people coming into your funnel that need one-to-one coaching. They need more handholding and expect them to yeah. do well in your course. It's just not going to happen. Cool. So that's why like your content and your lead magnets, your webinars, all of that need to deter those people. Um, yeah. yeah, but there's definitely ways that you can add systems and automation into really any kind of business, whether you're selling Mm -hmm. a one-to-one service or an online course, there are things that I don't want to say you shouldn't be doing because I also don't like when people say that because if you enjoy doing things, you should do them. Just do it. But if you do not want to be doing them, then adding systems in there. So such as, you know, if you're selling a one-to-one service, having a pre-qualification form that then mm-hmm. triggers a next steps email for them to yep. schedule a call and then they get that link so that entire process can be automated so you don't have to be responding to emails and being like does this time work for you no that doesn't work for me okay what about this day blah 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 all of those things it reminds me of like calling the doctor's office and them giving me like 10 different options that still don't work it's really annoying why can't i just put this online that's if you haven't called and they just haven't straight up told you like sorry our you know agendas whatever time scheduling isn't open please call back later and they don't tell you they don't tell you when it's just you can't book right now it's just exactly so that is just one simple thing that you can do and you know even when it comes to like your invoicing that can be automated but it's very small things in your business so that you don't have to worry about them Mm -hmm. um can be so effective and they can be so personal it doesn't have to be robotic and I think we get caught in our heads when we think about systems because we almost you know go towards you know filling out a form to get our tires changed or something like that and it's just like okay I'm just making another appointment whatever but you can add so much personality and so much branding and not to mention when someone is thinking of spending thousands of dollars with you or even hundreds it doesn't have to be thousands it's really important that response time and care yeah. is really quick and on point. So if they fill out a contact form, why shouldn't they get an email to book a call? You mm-hmm. can customize it so they have to wait a week before that call actually happens. So you have time to go in and look at the form and see what they put in and then decline or accept that call. You know what I mean? But having those quick things happen, it just makes people feel so much better about spending money with you like who wants to buy something online and then wait a day to get confirmation that you just spent fifteen hundred dollars on a dining room table like no tell me right away that i just bought this you know what i mean so i think people underestimate how important response time is not just to make this sale but make people feel comfortable about the sale that they're about to do No, I totally, I love that you bring that up because that's such, like, that's such an important part of even, like, the work that I do. Like you said, like, going back to your example of booking an appointment or booking a call, it's, like, how much (laughs) brain space and how much time is that going to take you to literally exchange 15 different emails about, like, oh, are you free? Like, 
And there's so many tools available now that are so easy to use, so easy to set up that can literally make this problem disappear. Exactly. And what I love about setting this up is it leaves zero room for you to step outside of the boundaries that you've set for yourself. So if you're going back and forth via email and you've given this person time options and none of those work, well, now you have to try and work around their schedule to get on that call Mm -hmm. because, oh, they got to pick their kid up or, oh, you know, they have this appointment on that day and whatever, whatever, whatever. But when they look at your calendar and they see the options that are there, they have to pick one. So instead of you having to be like, okay, well, I guess I'll take a call after hours or I guess I'll take a call at six o'clock in the morning because of a time difference. No, these systems are put in place to almost protect you from being your worst nightmare. (laughs) (laughs) I love love how you put it that way. Oh, yeah. And um, another thing that you mentioned not like a moment ago was about how, you know, people are afraid of systems and automations and structure because it sounds so so cold so impersonal yeah um, inflexible and so they're just like okay but like that's not who i am so Mm -hmm. what do you say and uh what are some tips that you would have to that you wanted to give i've definitely had clients in the past where our partnership hasn't worked out because they've been so reluctant to implement systems in theory they were excited and then it was almost like they couldn't let go after the symptoms, after the symptoms, systems were <laughs> in place, right? Yeah. You know, you add automation for social media in a Facebook group where things are, are posted on your behalf and you literally never have to touch it again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, but they go and they check and make sure that, you know, there are no spacing errors, you know, the, the, the lines are proper, like, you know, are the images the right size? They are not at a place in their business to create those systems. So there are those people. Yeah. And if you're one of those people, that's totally fine. Keep your hands in all the buckets. That's your business. Yeah. It's your baby. You do that. But if but you you're are again, not the right person to help them because exactly. you offer a service that allows exactly. them to set up all these things. For sure. There are baby steps that can be taken for sure. Um, But when it comes to just being nervous about being impersonal or being cold or feeling like a robot, we don't like robots over here. Robots are not our thing. Um, You know, I do, you know, check the box that says I'm not a robot all the time. And it's (laughs) so I I'm, I'm not a robot. I don't want people to feel like I'm a robot. And it's important to really take time to think about what's important to automate mm-hmm. because it doesn't if it can be automated it doesn't mean that it should right maybe right. you are someone who wants to go into your facebook community and welcome new people every week that's totally fine you can do that whatever um but I like to think of systems as an extension of a person, kind of, you know, some kind of alien with m- more than two arms. That's what your systems do for you. They add additional limbs so you can go and do other things and support your people on a bigger scale, right? Mm-hmm. So, yes, you have a coaching call at 2 p.m. every Tuesday inside of your community, but 
new people are also coming in and they need to get their emails and their login information and all those different things. So you are essentially just offering more support. You're not removing yeah. yourself. You are adding more support, right? Mm -hmm. So if you are concerned about being impersonal or being a robot or people knowing that it's super automated and it's not actually from you, well, let's just be real that most people who are buying your course understand that they're buying something online. So let's just put that into our brains that these people may already be comfortable with buying things online and that they're probably never going to meet you in person. It's just not going to happen, right? So there's already that distance there, right? So, and as long as you are keeping their progression, their happiness in mind, you really can't be impersonal. That's really the thing mm -hmm. is people say that intention doesn't matter, your actions matter, but here intention does actually matter, right? If you have the right intention and you use that to guide your systems, then things are actually going to go much smoothly. So let's say somebody comes into your community and they buy a course and it's $9.97. That's a lot of money for like 99% of the population. So it's actually really important that they get an email from you right away, even though it's automated, saying, oh my God, I'm so excited that you purchased this. Here's your confirmation. Here's your login information. They want that reassurance that their purchase yeah. is real and you are a mm -hmm. real person. And I strongly encourage people to add some kind of a graphic that their new student can take to their social media and tag you in and be like, hey, I just joined your program. And that's your way to add a personal touches. We're on nice. Instagram all the time. So reshare that and be like, yay, I'm so excited that you're here. They will be yeah. tickled pink that you reshared their story that says they just joined that program. It's small touches like that. Or looking ahead to your program and kind of getting a feel for how fast they're going to progress and mm -hmm. sending automated emails once every couple of weeks to address mindset blocks or challenges that you know they're going to hit and so they know that you're thinking about them right so these things are all very personal but they're all automated it's like okay yeah. i know you're going to get to this part of the course and i know that this is going to happen you're going to be like oh my god <laughs> i'm not going to be able to do this who am i to be writing my own website i can't write copy oh my god and you just start spiraling so send an email based on the fact that people have posted something like that inside of your facebook community you know that's a challenge you know it so send them an email and get ahead of that so they know that the support is there. That is mm -hmm. one step further than just being like, okay, you've been in the course for two weeks. How's it going? <laughs> no. Send something that is more custom to where you know they're probably going to be mm -hmm. and go from there. And it's especially helpful if you drip out your course. So if you like yep. release the module every week or something like that, then you can even time it even better to like, okay, I know this person just got module three, so they're going to get this email that addresses something about module three. So it's yeah. all about kind of estimating where they are, addressing those challenges, adding those quirky, you know, different things like a graphic to share on social media, because that's a way for you to engage, you know, different things like that. It's, it is extremely personal in a digital world.
Mm -hmm. Oh man, I love that. And I would also say like, from a productivity standpoint, it's also all the headspace that you're creating that you've taken so much off of your plate and you know it's going to happen. You know, it's going to happen at the right time. And it's just one less thing for you to worry about, which, ah. you know, is going to make your job so much easier as a business owner, but it's also going to allow you to focus on the things where your brain is actually needed. Because let's be honest, mm -hmm. like once you've written once, like you don't it's need to good. touch it again. Yeah, yeah. So like focus where you're actually needed. For sure, which is, you know, showing up for your coaching calls or your Q&A threads or yeah. responding to comments, you know, where questions are being asked. That's your way of getting personal. There are all these things on the back end that, you know, you know, people are used to buying things online. When we buy something mm -hmm. off of Amazon, Amazon doesn't call us and be like, hey, cool, thanks for purchasing this. <laughs> meet you. Or yeah. when you buy a chair from Wayfair, they're not like, you know, sending you a private email being like, hey, it's going to be here in a couple of days. Like, let us know. Was there a ding? Like, no, they don't care. You have to initiate that. So it's, it's kind of along the same lines. They don't expect that from other companies. So try not to add it into your mind that they would expect it from you. Oftentimes it's your own mind that is thinking they will expect this stuff when you have all these other systems in place for support and then you show up to coach them in a group. Yeah. Doesn't really get much better than that. Yeah. No. And you're able to support your students in the areas where you are most needed as well. Exactly. You freed up your brain space to actually give them effective answers that are going to get them places versus yeah. needing to send this email and get this person over here and then try to answer that comment. And it's yeah. short and not helpful. And then people are disappointed. So mm -hmm. Again, systems are an extension of you, so you can show up where your face, your fingers, tippy-tippy-tapping, and your voice is actually needed, and your voice isn't needed in welcome content or, you know, payment processors, different things like that. It's, pe people, don't, people don't hear your voice when they hit purchase, you know what I mean? Yeah. But they'll, they'll hear it on a coaching call, so let's, let's systemize Focus on that. that. Exactly. Yeah. So one of the systems that I think we have to talk about, especially when we're talking about course, is funnels. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's one of those words like people are just like, ugh. Like, I hate it. I don't yeah. want to do funnels. Like it's just, it's just icky. Like I don't want to do mm -hmm. that. Um, but like we were mentioning, like at one point, like it is like one of those tools that allow you to show up in the best way that you can. But what would you tell people? Um that feel like funnels are icky mm -hmm. and salesy. Um, again, would you have like any tips in terms of helping make a funnel feel good and generally support their broader yes. business mission? 100%. And every single one of my tips is going to go against every expert that you've ever heard from. Okay. Me? Um, I'm ready. <laughs> but, uh, but I've worked in multi-million dollar funnels before and I, so I know what works, right? So first thing is, I remember somebody telling me, and he is a, a big player in the online course space. I actually don't remember his name. I wish I did, but you know, therefore uh, his tip wasn't that memorable if I don't remember who he is. But he said, if a lead magnet takes you more than 20 minutes to create, it's taking too long and it has too much value. You're giving away too much for free. And that 
I remember thinking about it. And so I went to create a lead magnet and it took me multiple hours. And I was like, well, I'm obviously doing this wrong. I'm obviously <laughs> not doing the right thing. And I challenge people to take more time than they think they need to on their lead magnet. Add more answers, add more value, give away the kitchen sink. People will buy from you even if you give them the answer. That's the thing that I remember another person saying like, you know, give them the sausage and you're the sizzle. Like this, you're the sizzle that actually makes the sausage like taste good or something. Right. And I was like, again, why not just give them the sausage and the sizzle? Like if they're going to buy from you, they're going to buy from you. If they are in it for free content, it doesn't matter what you say. So I have clients who literally take their funnel emails that they use every single day, put them in a lead magnet and give them out to the world. Mm -hmm. Because that is just a portion of what makes a sales funnel work. So they're she's giving you this giant thing that is so valuable and probably helps so many people and tons of people are not going to buy from her but people who want to know how to actually take all that content and make it work in their funnel those are the people that are going to buy so i actually recommend people taking their lead magnet and giving somebody a big answer to a wider problem so if you yeah. are teaching somebody how to write their website copy, for example, give them a template to write their homepage, but then how do they write their about me page and their services page and their FAQ page and their contact and their contact me page? Give yeah. them something like that, something super juicy that they're like, I cannot believe that this was free. Like, what? Especially when you're able to give so much value. It's not like someone's like, oh, if I purchase from them, I'm going to get way more. It's like mm -hmm. they're going to see that freebie or that sample as, like I just said, like a sample of what they provide. And so being Absolutely. able to over deliver even on the free stuff is like, oh, my God, like, of course, yeah. I need to work with this person uh, instead of trying to gatekeep yep. and be like, oh, no, like. If anything, like it's yeah. so annoying. I only, I only talk about that with my paying clients. I'm sorry, which there are times where you're going to have to say that because people yeah. will just ask questions and hope for the answers and never buy from you. But if your lead magnet takes a week, cool. If it takes a month because you're putting together this amazing three day challenge and you have to move all these pieces around, that's great. 20 minutes is not a long yeah. time. You can't even watch an episode of Friends for 20 minutes. Like, let's just like, come on, let's be real. Um, the next thing, and it's one that I've personally tried as well. If you are worried about your funnel being too robotic, then you're try using a delivery email that is very short and asks one question. Mm -hmm. It's it's what one of my clients calls the conversation starter email. It is the beginning of your funnel where you send them an email and you're like, hey, here is what you just signed up for, delivery. And then one question that is directly related to the lead magnet. I don't want to see a header. I don't want to see a big footer. I just want to see yeah. like, cheers, your name, and that's it. And maybe there are other steps to your funnel a few days later. But give that person an opportunity to reply to that and start a conversation that creates that personal connection inside of a funnel that is built by a robot because it is built by a robot. Um, and then on top of that, um, that conversation could lead to you just sending a link to buy your course. Like it can yeah. be very, very simple. But this level of 
personability from an email like that can really change it from just being a lead magnet delivery to them actually wanting to have a conversation with you. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So definitely take more than 20 minutes to build your lead magnet. Take hours, take days, please. And then actually have a conversation with your people. Send a really short email. And I also recommend like the subject line, just put like four comma and then the code for their first name. There's no way they're not going to open that. Everybody will open something that's literally like, you know, for them, for Sam, for Kelsey, for Jennifer, whatever. You know what I mean? That is next level personal. Mm -hmm. You know, before without having to like go and knock on their door and ask them a question, which we don't want to do. We don't like door knockers here. Um, But those are two things that most people would not do because if you have a high volume of people coming into your funnel, it's unrealistic to think that you could keep up with those conversation emails. And if you are at that place, you need to hire a virtual assistant who will then take that off your plate? Because you're on a whole other level at that point. We need to be looking at other solutions. Exactly. You need, you know, uh, and then that's when you implement things like canned responses where it's like, you know, you just have one click and the email populates and you pop their name in and then you send it off. It's different things like that, which can also be personalized. But those are two things that I highly recommend people do, especially if they're worried that their funnel is going to distance them from Mm -hmm. the people. Uh, and yeah, just make sure you pick and choose the right platforms for you. If you don't want to be salesy, then I don't want to call out platforms. But I mean, ClickFunnels is known to be like very bro marketing. So maybe don't pick them. Maybe pick something else, something like pretty, like Flowdesk or whatever that can like, you know, add more personality and pretty cursive writing to your emails. Like pick something based on what is going to showcase your personality over like super high conversions because personality yeah. sells more than like you know a well-created landing page no i think at the end of the day if you feel good about what you've created and what you're sending your people and you know the pages that they're seeing that's going to make it so much easier for you to to show up and to not again make it feel like it's personable and that it's you and that you're generally creating a relationship so ditch the bro marketing ditch the bro marketing you mentioned click funnels you mentioned flow desk but what would you say are your like top let's say three to five like favorite Mm. programs so it can be for courses specifically but it could be for automations it can be for emails it can be for funnels like pick pick what you want sure (laughs) so i'm gonna do a slight variety especially from a budget perspective, because some people have small budgets, some people have big budgets, especially when you're starting your online course, spending tons of money when you have no revenue coming in really sucks. And you don't want to be running something from that mindset. So from a like course hosting, payment platform, different things like that, I am such a big fan of Thrivecart. Uh, it they came onto the scene a few years ago and they've just kind of like taken the world by storm. It's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And they recently implemented Thrivecart Learn, which you get with your payment processor purchase. So when I bought it earlier this year, it was $4.95 US and that's it. You don't have a subscription or continuous payments. You buy the platform, you can they do all of your tax stuff. They do affiliate marketing. They do bump offers and downsells. Like 
it's pretty crazy and it looks beautiful. So I highly recommend Thrive Cart because it's a one-time purchase and then you don't have to worry about it again. And their course hosting portion is, is fantastic. Fantastic. Nice. Um, yeah. And then when it comes to like email marketing and things like that, I do love ConvertKit. I do love ConvertKit for email marketing. Don't get me wrong. But if you're looking for, if you don't have a huge email list and you have less than a thousand people, go with something simple like MailerLite, something like that. It's completely free. You get all of the automations and things like that that you get with other platforms, but you don't have to pay for it yet. Once you I'm actually on MailerLite, so I'm a huge advocate for them. Like, honestly, like you said, like, Starting, it has all the features mm-hmm. that some of the big expensive email programs offer at like, yeah. you know, much higher cost. And it's like, okay, exactly. you still get to set up the automation, save the time or all the benefits that we talked about when it comes exactly. to automation. There are a thousand. For sure. I'll get Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, I'm a big, I'm a big fan of that. Um, because I I used to use MailChimp way back in the day, but I found that the free platform did not give you all of the features, whereas yeah. MailerLite does give you all the features, which is 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 interesting because most times when you're on a free platform, you're limited. But I find MailerLite yeah. doesn't do that. So it gives you an opportunity to really play around with your automations before you invest money into it. Um, and then you obviously, and by obviously, I if you didn't know this, my apologies, but Zapier, you need yes. Zapier. It's not Zapier. I found that out recently because somebody I work with, her husband works for them. And she was like, it's Zapier, not Zapier. Like, what? My mind is blown. Okay. So Zapier, for sure, especially if you have multiple pieces of software that need to be connected. They have great customer service. And it's free up to five zaps, I believe. So they're pretty easy to use, too. Like, in terms of Mm -hmm. the interface, like, especially, I think they've, um had an update a couple months ago but like now it's like really you know you pick your programs you pick the tasks or the triggers of what you want to set up and it will literally walk you through step by step and if something goes wrong it usually is able to be like hey Mm -hmm. try to look at this exactly couldn't be like honestly like it makes it so much easier than a lot Mm -hmm. of the other automation platforms like i've used integromat which is now make um, and a few other ones and like they are they can do some more advanced things, but when it comes to just ease of use, like Zapier, yeah. like is next level, way ahead yeah. of the curve. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I I 100% agree. And and then when it comes to like landing pages and sales pages and things like that, my first recommendation is always host it on your website. Yeah. You know, like it's you already know how to use that platform, so and you're already paying for it. If you're a course creator, chances are you have a website. So use, and if you don't, then buy a website and just build your sales page on there versus getting another subscription, right? But if you are looking for something completely separate, then lead pages obviously takes the cake on that. Mm -hmm. That's just what they specialize in and they do offer websites now. So website first, but lead pages second, if you really wanna go that route, but website first. Like, is it? And you can just, it also allows you to have just more things centralized. Mm-hmm. Like, we yes. can talk about all in one programs in a second. But, you know, if you're already going to pick very specialized programs for each thing you're trying to do, it's great. And then you use Zapier to link them all together. But yep. 
for things like that where you're able to kind of just merge two things into one program it's just one less thing to open one less thing to worry about like exactly which is also why um a lot of clients that I work with now are actually starting to use the Canva website feature. So yep. Canva released their websites now. And so they're using that for like their Instagram link or like simple landing pages for lead magnets, full sales pages. The mm -hmm. mobile view isn't quite there yet, yep. but overall, if you're already paying for Canva, might as well, why make not use the their website feature? Right. Yeah. It's, so easy to use and just make sure that you keep it on the simpler side so that when you do switch to mobile view it's not all junky but overall so yeah thrive cart all the way convert kit if you want to pay for it mailer light if you want it for free um zapier for sure and then website or lead pages for your sales pages but canva websites that's a was a nice uh little bonus there yeah, I'll be honest. I haven't used Canva website yet, mm. but I do love a lot of their pro features. Like, I think my favorite one is the brand kit thing. Like, that makes yes. creating content so mm -hmm. much easier. Oh, for sure. Like, just click trial, and then all of your fonts and colors are in, and like, just a couple things, and you're good to go. Yeah, especially if you have a team, you don't have to like create a separate document with all of the names of your fonts and all of the, you know, it's just, it's all there. It's all there in a pretty place for you. So yeah, highly recommend for sure. Sweet. Um, mm. Okay. And then one more question for you, which is something that I get asked pretty often, which is like, when should someone start thinking about systems? So my school of thought is like, start sooner than you think. So you have mm -hmm. time to learn how all these programs work. Even if it means you're going to use, you know, 20% of the features, you can learn more and more as your business and needs grow. But yeah. what's your, what's your, what are your thoughts on that? So if you're selling a one-to-one -one service, it's okay to delay it a little bit longer because that more hands-on experience is going to result in quicker testimonials and, you know, a more valuable experience so if you're selling one-to-one -one services i would you can put some systems in place like have an email auto reply set those boundaries you know all those different things you can automate your invoices but when it comes to onboarding people add a more custom touch especially in the beginning because that way it results in like more referrals and different things like mm -hmm. that with yeah, online courses, too, like Odds are you just have also have a much smaller client base. So in terms exactly. of like, you've also just reduced the workload just by the nature of how much one-on-one -on -one you can do. Yeah, exactly. For sure. And then when it comes to online courses, your systems need to be implemented before your course even goes live. Like it needs to happen during the course creation process. Like, you know, because you need to put your course somewhere and then all the yeah. links inside the course need to go to a certain place and then people need to come through a funnel to buy the course and they need to be supported these systems are really important especially before your first live launch because those that group of founding students is what is going to result in testimonials that will skyrocket your sales during your next launch so if you don't have these systems in place to support their progression, then you're going to ask for testimonials and nobody's going to say anything because they 
haven't gotten anywhere. They haven't had a great experience. So having a course that has been properly uploaded is running smoothly, you know, a great welcome experience, ultimately leading to testimonials and even affiliates too. Mm -hmm. That is what is going to take your course from first launch and a group of founding students to like hundreds of people, a huge impact and lots of different things like that. So systems for online courses are important prior to them even being sold. Period. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. No, you are. You are so right. <laughs> so right. And Thank you mentioned, you. um, was it Thrivecart Learn has their own course platform but if someone's looking into like actually like other options for courses what would mm -hmm. be like your other top contenders so i love podia that is an all-in-one platform but it's really 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 inexpensive and they have fantastic customer service i've never experienced customer service like this i'm talking i send a message and within 20 minutes they always reply it's insane i've never gone hours without knowing the answer to something. Um, another platform that I absolutely love, it's called Teachery. And the reason I love it is because it's run by a husband and wife. And they are the ones that still respond to their customer service emails. Like Jason is the founder. And if you have a question, he's the one that responds to you. So there's still a very personal touch to that platform. So Teachery is a little bit more expensive, but if you email them directly, I believe that they will offer you a one-time purchase option. Last time I heard they still do this, but maybe they've removed it. But it might be it might still be there. So I'll just leave it. I'll just leave I'll just leave it there in case you're you're interested in that. Also, if you're wondering if you want to look into all these programs and platforms that were mentioned throughout this uh, episode i'll have all the links below in the description in the show notes so um don't worry you can just get reach all of those there uh, which makes me think you mentioned podia being an all-in-one uh, mm. kajabi is also a really popular all-in-one platform yeah is so, it worth is it worth the extra cost i personally was like yeah like, especially I pers for people who don't want to deal yeah. with zapier and like connecting everything mm. separately so I've hosted my own products on Podia, but I've worked with clients who use Kajabi. So I've seen the back end of Kajabi. I personally think that it's not worth the investment. I think it's a very high ticket item that is lacking a lot of features. So sure. do a very deep dive into what you need from an all-in-one platform and make sure that they can deliver that. Um, with either of the platforms like Podia and Kajabi, I still recommend having a separate email marketing platform because their automation is a little bit spotty. But with Podia, where I think they stand out is it is way cheaper. It's the designs are nice and clean and very simple and easy for people to use and their customer service is next level. Um, I have a really big problem with software that gives different levels of service depending on how much you pay. And Podia is not one of those places. You pay, they give you customer service. So that's where I think Podia stands out. If you, there are a lot of experts out there that really recommend Kajabi. I'm not sure why. I think it's just Kajabi was one of the first and you know, all of that. But I personally, 
I'm always conscious of how much money is going out of my business. And if that's something that is top of mind for you, then try a more cost-effective option like Podia. And you can always upgrade later when you are experiencing like serious cash injections from your course. All the programs out <laughs> there, because there are so many now. Holy. So many. <laughs> It's like so different many. price points, different features. They make it hard to compare sometimes. So it's so hard to actually pick which one's right for you. Yep, exactly. <sighs> yeah. That being said, I think it's a good point to wrap up today's episode. So uh, Sam, what are you working on right now? Where can people find you? Sure thing. So if you want to visit my website, it's just samanthasaintmarie.com. And then... If you want to come and say hi on Instagram, my handle is online course systems, which is very like, you know, on the ball, right? So you can't really forget that. Um, so yeah, those are the two places that I would say I really spend time. And other than that, I'm like inside my clients' Facebook groups, which, you know, there's a lot of different ones. But yeah, so right now I'm working, just working on getting a lot of people ready for fall launches. So we've got like Black Friday and people want to make purchases and amp themselves up for the new year. So the fall is big launch time. And so I work with people to make sure that all of that is set up so they can, you know, hit that gold standard of the, you know, five, six figure launch that everybody wants to experience. Sweet. Well, all the links that she mentioned will be in the show notes. Again, if you want to go check out her website or her Instagram, please do so. She's amazing and she creates awesome content. So definitely go check her out. Um, and otherwise, thank you so much for coming on the podcast today. Thank you. This was such a productive conversation. I appreciate it. Right? <laughs> nice. Straight to the point. Tons of advice. Yep. Love it. That's how I Love roll. It. And that is it for this episode. As I mentioned, all of the resources and tools that we mentioned during the episode are all linked below, as well as Sam's Instagram and her website, so definitely check them out. And if you appreciate this episode, then please share it with a friend and leave us a five-star review. It really helps the show. Otherwise, I hope you guys have a good one, and I'll see you in the next episode.